Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry. Derek, we're previewing Kentucky-South Carolina, a monster game in Columbia tomorrow night that if Kentucky can win this thing and start this thing 4-0, they have a lot of momentum going into the toughest part of the schedule, but you can make an argument that the toughest part of the schedule begins now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, starting it off with a road game, I think you're going to see a packed house down there. Uh, and uh, uh, Do you know if they've got to sell out yet? I know last I checked, they were really close. It was – they were under 1,000 seats, so I'm expecting those to go today, honestly. Yeah, so it'll be a sellout. Um but you get that game, and then you come home for two straight against Florida and LSU before going back on the road against Georgia, and then you'll have the bye week. So you got a four-game stretch right here. <clears throat> Excuse me. That'll, uh, you know, go a long way, obviously. And in particular, these next three weeks will go a long way in deciding how just how big that game will be against Georgia. Um, but, Sean, with this game, uh, I've gone back and forth. All, all week on what I thought the score might be, what I thought the factors might be. And I think this is a tricky one to predict. Yeah, it is. I mean, South Carolina, Derek's been hopping this game up for weeks. I mean, Shane Beamer's going out talking they need the cockpit to be rocky and, and rowdy Saturday night. And I saw something, I think, as far back, maybe it's two and a half weeks ago that they were pushing this thing to be a sellout. So they were pushing this thing to be a sellout before they even played Georgia, before they played other games, which tells you that, this is a monster game for that program, Derek. And, and this morning I'm sitting there and I'm doing some work and I, I just thought, and it, and I don't think it's the same. I mean, these pro, two programs are nowhere near what, like they're nowhere near the same as what it was when Kentucky started with Mark Stoops. But that game in 2014, when Kentucky pushed a blackout and they pushed a sellout, that was the night where Mark Stoops needed to make a statement for his program. Do you think – does it kind of feel that way for South Carolina? Maybe not of the same magnitude, but you see Shane Beamer coming out, first-year head coach there, pushing his thing for this game, that this may be the game that he's kind of hanging his hat on early in his tenure there. Absolutely, I do. I think, um, you know, he's just four games in. But, I mean, let's face it, for South Carolina's program, and it's – you know, I think, I think any fan base would get this way. But they beat UK 13 of the first 14 games to start this century. And whenever you do that, there becomes an expectation that you should always win, whether that should be true or not. Um, I mean, it'll be the same thing for UK. If UK rolls off a couple more wins in a row right here, gets us to nine, nine out of 10 or something against South Carolina, you'll see people on UK's fan base who feels like they should always win this game. That's just how it gets. But for South Carolina, uh, not just South Carolina, I think it was the same way for Missouri. I think it'll be the same way for Tennessee. I think, in terms of the middle tier, Kentucky is kind of at the top right now. And in 2014, South Carolina kind of represented that. Now, South Carolina was about to go on their slide, um, which you saw happen towards the end of Spurrier's tenure. But that was a team that had been very competitive in the SEC East, had won it once, had been in the mix a couple times. I think they won 11 games three straight years. And that was the game for UK that represented, you know, hey, if this thing is going in the right direction, you know, they need to win that game. And of course, Beamer's just four games in. That was Stoops' second year in 2014. But I do think, I mean, just reading some of the message boards at South Carolina, I don't I don't think there will be complete disappointment in that fan base if Kentucky wins. But I do think there is a segment. And, again, this is just Internet people. I mean, South Carolina has a big fan base. It's not representative of the whole. But I think 
that would absolutely be a win though for Beamer that he could hang his hat on early in his tenure and say, Hey, you know, we're going to get this thing going in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, you, if, if they win that game, then I mean, it's you can, South Carolina's won two of the last three. Now we know that game in Columbia two years ago, uh, that, that just was not, I mean, that had more to do with Kentucky's injuries than it did overall roster, Derek. Uh, Kentucky now won, what, six of the last seven in the series, if I'm not mistaken? Yep. Yep, six of the last seven. So if you go to win this one seven of eight, and then you get it at Kroger Field next year where you you could be favored at home, I mean, you're starting to talk about a a decade of dominance in the series, something that South Carolina done. Uh, So I think that is the key. you got to win against these teams that, you've kind of been ahead of in the SEC East for the last five or six years. That's how Stoops continues to build this program. It's a monster game Saturday night. It's a national TV spot. So, you know, that place is going to be crazy, Derek. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I think, I think, uh, I guess you could say this about any game, but we're still so early in the season. And, you know, I think when you look at both teams, it's really hard to know what, what is true and, maybe what's been overreacted to at this point for Kentucky, you know, it's the first road game. So that, that always presents its own kind of dynamic that they haven't dealt with yet. Um, you're talking about a team that is last in the country right now, UK in turnover margin at minus six. That's, that's not, it's not a good sign um, going on the road this first game. That doesn't mean that it can't be reversed and, you know, UK can get that back to more. I mean, they're going to have to, they're going to have to get that back to a, more manageable number if they're going to have a good season. But for South Carolina, you're talking about a team that, you know, was playing a a grad assistant, you know, for the first three games at quarterback, and now Luke Doty's there. Reading Shane Beamer's comments, I'm still not sure that Doty's, like, exactly 100% healthy. Obviously, he's healthy enough to play. Um, and I do think he, he definitely gives them a better chance. He made some good throws against uh, Georgia in that game, a touchdown pass when I was watching – uh, the Josh fan who, who has done some good things for them. I do think top to bottom, I like UK's roster a little bit more, but in terms of a defensive front, this will be by far the best group Kentucky's seen. And if South Carolina can can contain UK's running game and kind of force Will Levis to, to have to throw the ball around in his first career start on the road, I mean – you know, I, I could see anything happening at that point. Yeah, that, that's actually the matchup that I think I'm looking forward to the most. This is Kentucky's offensive line against South Carolina's front seven, Derek. I, I think that's yeah. where this game gets decided. And given the way that Kentucky's offensive line played against Chattanooga, you know that that group is going to be motivated to want to perform well against a, a great front seven there at South Carolina this Saturday night. I think that's where this game gets decided is in that matchup. Absolutely. I mean, you know, they got a couple of five stars up there on the defensive front, and I'm not even sure how much those two guys – I know uh, Birch and Pickens are the two guys that are major recruits, both from South Carolina, that they got. But then they got some more veteran guys up there as well. Uh, if you go back and listen to our episode with Colin Taylor, he gave a good rundown of that group. And uh, the Senior Bowl Twitter account has been uh, tweeting about – the matchup between uh, Darian Kennard and uh, Kingsley and Ibarre, maybe is how you say his name. I don't know sure how to say it. But uh, I actually remember that guy from a couple of years back, a uh, very good player, and he's an edge rusher. So they have some real bodies up front. And um, that's what I asked Stoops on Monday. I'm, not, I'm not, not sure how well I phrased it, but, like, 
if, if this group has as much pride, UK's offensive line that is, has as much pride as I think, uh, I would say they were probably embarrassed to only run for 102 yards against Chattanooga last week. And I know, you know, you can say that the game plan wasn't really to force the run. You know, this will be a chance early in this game to establish the run and get some confidence going on the ground, make things easier in the play-action pass game for Will Levis. If South Carolina can take that away and kind of force Levis to sit back there and throw it, you know, we'd I'm, I'm not saying – like, I still feel better about Kentucky than in recent years if they have to sit back and do that. Like, I think they have the pieces to be competent through the air. But, you know, I don't I don't know if you want Levis, you know, have to throw the ball 35 times this game or whatever. I think you want to try to get it in that 25 to kind of 28 range, get those chunk plays through the air. Really, the recipe against Missouri is what I would say. I mean, I think it will obviously, obviously be much, much tougher to run for 340 yards uh, against this team. But – they got to establish that ground game, go to the play action pass. And uh, I kind of feel like 28 points or so will be enough. I really do. I think, uh, I think they can hold South Carolina to around three touchdowns, maybe a couple field goals. Um, Just can't pick, turn it over. Can't turn it over. I, I picked UK 28 to 20 is the is score that I kind of settled on. I think it'll be pretty close throughout. But um, ultimately, what I would say, is year nine, Mark Stoops, like they need to beat – they need to win this game. They do. I think it's, you know, a game they absolutely need well, to win. Well, that's like in the, in the preseason we were talking about how Kentucky always loses that one that they shouldn't lose. And obviously if they if they lose this Saturday, I mean, I, I think it's a possibility that they go to there and lose. I mean, I, I do. I mean, I, I do think that Kentucky would have to help South Carolina out, though, by turning the ball over, doing some things there, Derek. But if you want to keep this momentum – train rolling and this was you know Kentucky fans are are all in on this football season they kind of a little concerned after the way the performance went against Chattanooga last week so Kentucky's looking or Kentucky fans are looking at this Saturday thinking all right how do we stack up before we go into that stretch versus Florida and versus LSU at Kroger Field a a good performance Saturday and fans are going to be crazy next week leading up to that game against Florida that's that's just so big for the program because if you can get a win and keep that momentum rolling, it's it's good PR. It's good because the SEC network is going to be building that game up all week and, and things like that. I, I just think that this is just such a huge game to keep that momentum in the positive direction. If you lose it, you're going to get a lot of negativity from the fans because they're going to assume that what? You're going to follow it with three straight losses to Florida, LSU, and Georgia. I, I just think that not only winning the game but just keeping that positive momentum around this team, I think it's a big deal to get a win in Columbia Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a – I don't know if I want to throw the must-win label. But, I mean, again, like when I say must-win, this game, games like this will dictate ultimately how good of a season it is because you can still afford to lose the three after this and still end up with nine wins if you take care of business in games that I assume they'll probably be favored in the rest of the year. Uh well, at least most of them. But, you know, to me, we'll learn a lot about this group. Uh, I think you'll get some more answers in terms of, you know, how good the defense can be, how, you know, I think this game will decide. I mean, I'm not saying, like, you know, it's you come to firm conclusions. I mean, hell, there's still eight games left after this one. But, like, if you get, you know, if Kentucky struggles to run the ball again tomorrow, that would be three out of four games where they didn't run the ball that great. Um, if the defense, you know, doesn't get much pressure on the quarterback, if if they 
you know, can't really get off the field. I mean, that's pretty much every game. Well, besides the first game. First game, they were good against ULM. But that'd be three straight games where it didn't seem like the defense really put it together. I mean, I'm not – I'm not saying you'll know everything off this game, but I do think we're getting closer to being able to draw some conclusions on on what these guys can be. But, um, yeah, did you give your score prediction, what do you think? I haven't, and I was just about to go into that. And I'll <laughs> say this, I, I think Kentucky wins the game. I do. I, I think Kentucky wins the game. I think Mark Stoops knows how to win these games against these, these SEC foes like South Carolina and Missouri. He's shown that over the last six or seven years, Derek, that he knows how to win these games, even in Columbia. You know, one, two of the last three down there. I'm going to go I'm, – I'm actually going to go a little bit more than 28 points overall for UK because I think the offense is looking at this as an opportunity to kind of break out and show what it can do. Will Levis talked about that on Tuesday, that they feel like that they've left a lot on the field. They've put bits and pieces together. And, and this is – if you're going to show it, Derek, you want to show it this week before you go into this middle third of the schedule. Mm-hmm. And I think the offense is going to try to play clean football. I'm going to predict Kentucky only turns the ball over one time. And uh, I'll say a fumble. I'll say a fumble. I'll say the ball come loose early or something like that. I mean, remember the game down there in 2017 where they turned it over twice to start the game. I'm going to say something early. I'm going to go Kentucky 37, South Carolina 20, 27. But it's going to be close throughout, but Kentucky will get a late score that kind of moves it to 10. I, th- I think it's going to be within a touchdown or a field goal most of the game. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, you're going a little more high scoring than me. Um, Yeah, I don't – I'll be really curious to see uh, how this – I mean, I think this is one of the more – Interesting matchup. It's the same time slot as Florida and Tennessee, and that's since that's been a pretty classic rivalry game. It's not been very competitive in that series much for the last uh, 15 years or so, but it's still a big game. I mean, just that'll probably overshadow this one a little bit. But in terms of the – you know, there's some significance here for both teams. It would just be the second time um, under Stoops, you know, if UK wins, that they'll start 2-0 in the league. They did that in 2018. Um, That's pretty big pretty big number for UK, honestly, to, to, to win this first two. It's been a struggle throughout its history to do that. What they did in 07, right? Yeah, they beat uh, Arkansas. Or did they start 2-0 in 07? I don't know if they did. Kentucky? Yeah. They started 5-4-0 or 5-0. Hold on. Started 5-0, but I think only one of those games was against uh... – Yeah, because they, they beat – I might be wrong on that, though. Let's see. They won the two non-conference games – and then they beat Arkansas in game four, and then Florida Atlantic, Florida Atlantic five. Yeah. 
Yep, I remember being at that game actually, and then they yeah, lost so, to South Carolina. So even that team didn't do. I mean, that's a, it's a good number to to start off. It'll keep them up top in the league if they're two and zero with uh, Georgia. So of course, Florida's already got a conference loss, but it was against Alabama. Um, so you know, best case scenario, UK is two and zero playing a one and one in the league. You know, two and zero playing a one and one Florida team with a chance to. I mean, we'll. We'll have all week to talk about this next week, but the significance potentially that you're setting up for that game, if Kentucky can win at home against Florida, as long as you don't you don't really blow up at any point, you got a really good chance to finish second, right? I mean, yeah. if you could get Florida two losses already in the league, um, you would have the tiebreaker over those guys. And uh, the tiebreakers don't really go in effect, though. Honestly, I mean, uh, if it's for any spot that's not number one, because technically UK and Florida had the same record in um, 2018, but – uh, the UK tie for seconds. How it was officially listed? What was the FPI prediction for Kentucky Missouri? Do you remember? Like, I think Kentucky was percentage? favored, but I don't remember the uh, percentage. So it's fifty six percent in favor of South Carolina. I mean, we know this though. The FPI <laughs> never really has like Kentucky when it comes to win loss predictions, anything like that, Derek. And we know that those lines change, uh, th- those percentages change throughout the season and things like that. But I do think Kentucky gets a win. I think they improved to 4-0, and then I think they moved to 2-0 in SEC play. I think it's a great start. I think they put themselves in position to to do some damage here in this middle third and kind of make some noise. There's a huge stretch of football coming up, but it starts tomorrow night in Columbia. We've been talking middle third, beginning third, ending third, all this other stuff, but you can you can group this game into that middle third of the schedule and put it in there as the biggest stretch of the season for Kentucky. I think it's a monster matchup. Uh, do you have the games for the week pulled up? I do. Uh, not a great slate, but uh, next week's is much, much better. But let's pick a couple of these. Um, at noon, uh, we got a game at the Chicago Bears Stadium at Soldier Field. Notre Dame and Wisconsin play. That's number 12, Notre Dame versus number 18, Wisconsin. Notre Dame is 3-0. and and Wisconsin is one and one. Who do you like in that one? What's the favorite? What's the line on that one? Wisconsin, six and a half point favorite. Wow. Well, it's Notre Dame's three and zero, oh, but it's not really played well in any no. of its games. I think I'll go Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, me too. But let's hope Michael Meyer catches some touchdowns. He's my fantasy tight end, so got to get him some work. We got SEC matchup. And this is another neutral field game. Um. On a side note, I don't know why Arkansas agreed to this, but they like play. I don't. I, does Arkansas even have a home game against Texas A&M in the series? I don't think they do. Yeah, I don't. They're playing it. Yeah, again. I don't, I don't at ever AT&T remember them That's where it's always been, right? And it's always this week too. I remember last yeah. time we were in Columbia, <laughs> we watched this game. So, yeah. uh, and I'm if I recall correctly, I believe Arkansas is what a four and a half point underdog. That's up to five and a half now. Ooh, A&M. Man, I'm. I'm taking I'm taking Arkansas in this one. Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go AM. But uh this will be another Arkansas already beat one team down from Texas. So we'll see if they can do this to uh Jimbo's team. This is a huge game for AM. I mean, they have aspirations of beating Alabama this year and winning the West. So I need to take care of business here. I definitely think if you're looking value in betting out, I'd take Arkansas in this yeah, I agree. I, I do think that that's gonna be a very close game, but I'll I'll take Arkansas to win it. This, I don't know if this is really going to be that good of a game, but it is two undefeated teams. Um, but that might be by nature of the schedule, really. 
Michigan is a 20 and a half, 20 and a half point favorite at home over Rutgers. You see any chance Rutgers can maybe pull an upset there? I don't. Uh, <laughs> Michigan cover? It's a pretty no. big line. I don't think I don't think they cover. I stay away from those big lines like that, man. You get you get too messy. That's like Appalachian State last night sliding down before they could score against Marshall <laughs> as a seven point favorite. I'm like, yeah, no thanks. Like if it's most of the time, if it's seven, seven and a half, anything greater than that, I usually stay away from it. Not too many other good games on here. What what do you think about Florida at home against Tennessee? Florida 19 point favorite. That's a big line, but I actually do think Florida covers that. I do. This is a high over under 63 and a half points. And I, I can see, I mean, obviously Tennessee is going to get in a spot where they're going to have to try to, I mean, Tennessee is going to have to outscore. Yeah. Florida and put up a lot of points. Uh, I don't know though. I just, I feel like that Florida is going to win that game pretty big. Uh, first road game for Tennessee, right? Um. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yep. So I, I don't know if this one's going to go too well for Tennessee. What do you think? Do you, do you think Florida covers that? Um, remember the last time we were well, the last time this game was played, and we were in Columbia in 2017. That was the Hail Mary <laughs> when Florida beat Tennessee. Oh yeah, yeah. I know they uh, last time this game was played, UK played uh, Mississippi State and on the road. They had it on the big board. I'm going to take Florida, but I think. I don't think they cover. I'm going to take them by two touchdowns instead of three. Uh, man, these are some big lines this week. Not a lot of great games. Oklahoma, number four Oklahoma at home, 17-point favorite over West Virginia, the fighting Neil mm. Browns out there. Uh, I'm going to take Oklahoma. I, Oklahoma didn't play great last week, and maybe that's a sign of things to come, but I'm actually going to take them on this one to cover. I think they get a big win over West Virginia. I actually think so, too. I'll go with you on that one. I think they win, and I think they cover that. I do, I do think that that's a, that's a big game for them. Let me see if there's just any other SEC. I think the only other SEC matchup. Uh, yeah, here's yeah, a couple. Actually, yeah, here's a few good games I didn't see on the top 25 schedule. Uh, Missouri at Boston College. This is an interesting matchup. Missouri just a one-and-a-half-point favorite, but Boston College is 3-0. and However, it is without its starting quarterback. He's been out for the season. Um, I'm going to take Missouri in this one. I'll go Missouri as well. I mean, I kind of have to, right? I picked them. I said we'd look up the <laughs> year and they'd be an eight-win team or something. So, I think that I've got to take them. Um, this is a big one. I think they've had some – haven't they had some jawing back and forth throughout the week too? Yeah, they have. I think the coaches have. <laughs> yeah, so that's – obviously, that's a, that's a big out-of-conference game. And, I mean, if you're a Kentucky fan, you I think you're pulling for Missouri here to to look good and, and win that game because it makes Kentucky look better. So, I'll go Missouri. Uh, Georgia, Vanderbilt. The only question here is, does Georgia cover that 35-point spread? It is at Vanderbilt, but – my guess is Georgia will pack that place out. So technically, it's Athens of the North. Yeah, is where that game is played. Uh, I actually think they will cover this. I yeah, I could. I don't I know. Thirty five is a lot, though, man. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of points, dude. I mean, <laughs> uh, <Three> points. <laughs> they definitely win. Uh, thirty five is a lot. I'm gonna say they win by thirty five. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say. I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna go above it. That's a lot of points, man. 
Got another. Uh, this is actually a could be a could be a decent game this week. Uh, LSU travels to Davis Wade Stadium in Starkville as a two and a half point favorite. Uh, first SEC game for both of these teams. I will take. Uh, hmm, hmm, I'll take LSU on a close one. What's the line on that one? Two and a half in favor L- of LSU, LSU's favorite. The favorite favorite. <laughs> Oh, and here I've been this whole thing about Mississippi State all year, too, and I'm like, oh, it doesn't make sense. FPI, I'm going to go Mississippi State. <laughs> I'm going to go Mississippi State at home. This might be a game for UK fans to check out, honestly, if you're just sitting around watching college football this, this Saturday. I mean, I think Georgia Vanderbilt's pretty self-explanatory, but this is a game that, you know, you don't usually see LSU on the schedule, and, you know, UK's got both these teams coming up in the next, oh, I don't know, month or so. Obviously, LSU in a couple of weeks, and then Mississippi State after the bye, about, a, you know, a little over a month from now. So, could be some good scouting there. I think that's it, Sean. I don't really see any other games. Uh, I, have, I have four. Okay. That I want to look at, if you're cool with that. And yeah, I yeah. think they're – and just giving off lines. Number nine, Clemson at NC State. Clemson's a 10-point favorite. Eric, I don't remember them having an ACC game against an unranked opponent with a line that low in a long time. They're having a hard time scoring this year. Um, barely, which it was a weird game. They had that, like, delay against Georgia Tech last week. Um, they just had to hold on. But I'll say they'll get back. I think they'll. I think they're a good team still. Uh, maybe not what they have been in recent years, but you said ten points. Yeah, I think they'll cover that. I'm going to go Clemson to win, but I'm going to think NC State keeps it within ten. And then here's another game: a top twenty-five team, fourteen Iowa, number fourteen Iowa State at Baylor. Iowa State's a seven-point favorite, so it's a close line for a for fourteen versus unranked, in my opinion. It is. Um, I don't know much about Baylor this year. It's a three thirty game on Fox. Baylor is one to know in the conference. Uh, let's go Baylor to win. I'm going Baylor to win too. <laughs> <laughs> and here's my upset pick of the week: Nebraska at Michigan State. I'm picking Nebraska. I can't believe I'm picking Nebraska, but I'm. Yeah, I looked at that game. I thought about asking you about it. Um, I got Michigan State. Hey, you and I, I've totally glanced over this game. Some relevance somewhat because I don't know the last time Florida State started 0-4. Yeah. But they're hosting Louisville, who obviously Louisville got a big win over UCF last Friday night. Louisville is a one-and-a-half point favorite. When that line came out, I was a little surprised it was that close. Does Florida State start 0-4, Sean? They do. They do. I think Man, I think Louisville. What a mess. What a mess down there. That is a mess. And uh I think Louisville wins it. I really do. I think Louisville wins that game. Florida State starts 0 and 4. How crazy is that story from a couple of weeks ago where they, they lose on the final play and then the offensive lineman proposes to his his girlfriend <laughs> in the end zone? And here here's my thought on that, right? In that moment, I know your team just lost. You're proposing. You've got yeah. to do it. Oh, you yeah. Can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Life's too short, man, to over to to move and do move those plans and do something else. Kudos to that dude for for still doing that. Still a special moment. But how bizarre, right? <laughs> you you definitely the, picked a game on the schedule he thought would be a gimme and uh, yeah. thought it would be perfect. But yeah, for sure, you still got to go through with it. And you yeah. got the you got the team on the other end down there in the end zone celebrating with their fans, and you got a dude on his knee down here. 
I mean, there's a good chance, you know, her family was at the game. His family, like, he probably told everybody, you don't – you got to go through it. It's, it's well, too many logistical issues. Exactly. And, hell, and you got to think, too, if you're this guy, if, you know, if they're – I mean, if, if you're just hell-bent on proposing at a football game after one of your games, like, if you don't beat Jacksonville State, you know, you, you don't really know if you're going to win again anyway. So, you just got to go through with it anyway. Here, here's my thought. Like, you're, you're going to play football. Let's say it goes to the NFL. You're playing football maybe, what, 34, 35 years of your life? Yeah. You're going to be married to her 50. You you got you to gotta go with that. That's definitely more. That's in the moment there. You got to be – that's some pretty important. So, <laughs> I just he thought tried it was – I don't, I don't know how many more donations he got to his registry, but I saw uh, he was throwing that out there. He was, <laughs> quote, tweeting those tweets that were blowing up. So, pretty smart on his part. Yeah. Like, you've – you got to go through with that. Like, Congratulations. To those two, I just thought the picture is hilarious when you see the funny. team back there celebrating. <laughs> Here they are. I think that covers about all the games that I see. I don't see UCLA Stanford, 24 UCLA Stanford, a four and a half point underdog. That's a good game. Uh, six o'clock Eastern time on Saturday. I, I, I think UCLA will win it, uh, but that's another close line. There, there are some good games hidden. Yeah, throughout this slate, it's just not the top twenty-five matchups. That, yeah, compared to next week too, yeah. which is going to be far better. Yep. So uh, that covers it all. Derek and I both will be in Columbia Saturday night to cover Kentucky and South Carolina. Should be a huge game. Should be a fun game, Derek. I know Kentucky fans are probably happy this thing's back on national TV, to where they can watch it and not have to watch it on the stream. But Kentucky and South Carolina will play under the lights at Williams Bryce Stadium Saturday night in Columbia. At 7 p.m. Eastern time, kickoff is on ESPN2. As always, this show is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub, three locations, Pineville, Williamsburg, and London. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily. 